sure how I remember the episode number this time. Uh, <laughs> I cannot tell if we're live or not. I think we're live. I, I just got a notification that we're live on YouTube, so I would say... You, YouTube's weird, man. It's just like, it's it's there, and you're like, am I live? Am I live? And it's like, catch up, you're live. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So, <laughs> and at least with Facebook, I click a button. I'm like, okay, I could I could preview it, and then I can go live when I want to. Like, Facebook's got its shit together. Um, YouTube, not so much. I don't know. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 144 of the Maritime Nelson podcast. Uh, my name is Brad, and with me I have my co-host, who I haven't had in ages. I'm I'm so lonely. But I have Tuna up there in the right-hand corner. And, and Guardian hanging out there in the, in the bottom. So Guardian's been away for... Jesus, man, you haven't been on the show in how long? I don't know. I guess it was before Christmas. I was traveling and stuff. You're on the road a lot. You move around. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Chris, let us know how we sound there, buddy. Drop a comment. Let us know if we sound good or not. And uh, our uh, expert sound guy, Tim. Tim, Right? He's there. He's like there. He's always ready to roll. You know who's not here though? Roy, William Roy, the guy who sent me a comment saying, "Hey, is there a show tonight?" <laughs> He's going to join on his time, not your time. Hey, look at that! Lawrence yeah. is here. Lawrence, I haven't seen you in forever, buddy. I miss you. Nobody. All right. Tim says we're all good. Excellent. So let's keep rolling. Let's uh, let's let's keep this ball rolling. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I haven't talked to you guys in forever. What's going on? I haven't seen you guys in ages. So, what's happening? Anything new? Yeah. Anything exciting? That's an exciting one. No? Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. hanging out at paintball fields, but not playing paintball. I uh, got a drone for Christmas and have been flying it around. <laughs> see where That's right. And uh, I'm going to be heading out to some other fields. I already got a couple of just aerial shots. I'm basically just learning how to fly. Uh, I have no idea how I'm going to incorporate it into you know some sort of video or anything like that. But uh, so far, it's a hell of a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, I like took it downtown and did some night flying, like in between the buildings and stuff. Mm, uh, I mean, awesome. With my my proper thirty meters clearance from each building, I mean. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. and by thirty meters, I mean about thirty centimeters. At one point, I almost seriously crashed the thing at like twenty five stories up. So, uh, <laughs> but I didn't. So that's what matters. And uh, so I've been like a kid with a new toy. I'm almost like more excited for drone shit than I am paintball stuff right now. So if you see me zoning out a little bit, I'll be like dreaming of flying around but as i said hoping to kind of combine the two somehow if i can so uh so what we're gonna do is we're, we're gonna find a way to just like drop paintballs from it that's what's gonna happen yes right? they they do kind of have like kits you can buy to drop stuff from it and it's because people do kind of like in the remote control airplane and other world they do like competitions hmm. they have these little like dropping they look like little missile things that drop down and oh, they do cool. competitions to see who can drop them, like how close to the target from certain heights or at certain speeds and stuff like that. Like basically bobbing that's runs cool. for little competitions. That's, so. that's badass. Yeah, so it would not be hard to basically like put a paintball on the end of that or preferably a first strike and just, <laughs> you know, drop preferably it down. First whistles as it hits you the You got to get the spin. You got to get that spin we were talking about. Car attack. Right, but you not know, too that, much. That right, too much, too much spin, it shreds it. We learned that, didn't we? Uh <laughs> Do you think um, that happens at like the ridiculous speed? That's funny. Uh, 
Yeah, so that drone's that drone is badass. Uh so yeah. And I didn't tell, I don't know if I told everybody yet, but I actually have crashed it once already. And so I got it Christmas. I'm so excited. I got family over. I'm like, no one's home. I finally got time by myself. So I'm like, fuck, you're not supposed to fly these things inside, but whatever. I just need to see, <laughs> I just need to see it fly. So I turned it on and I'm like, it's like, do you want to hover it? We'll launch and fly and like automatically, you know, we'll hover at four feet. And I'm like, sure, that's great. Fucking slide it over. Comes up, hovers at four feet. It's like the greatest thing in the world. After three seconds, I get scared and turn it off. So basically another good, good couple of days go past the weather shit. I haven't been able to use it. So I try it again, except this time I do it in my kitchen and it takes off <laughs> and immediately just starts drifting towards the fridge. And I grab the controller and I go to try to move it away from the fridge, except I move it faster into the fridge. <laughs> to the fridge. And luckily enough, it fell. I've tile floor and it fell into a little basket that was sitting on the floor on the ground from a mess that had been made. So it was like a $60 little piece of plastic repair. I had it back in my hand after, uh, after a, you know, 24 hour repair at the local drone shop. So the local then, drone like, shop, it, I'll just take yeah. it out of the local drone shop. It's whatever. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool, man. Yeah, so like I said, we that's might want to steer this back to paintball because I'll go on this shit all night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep you off the drone talk. I know you're gonna be you're, right. you're just that's bouncing right. with excitement. Um, I want to use that shit for recon, man. I want to be like, like if, yeah. if you're if I'm out on the field oh, and you're and you're off the field, I'm gonna be like, dude, dude, pop that drone up. I need radio. Like, oh, imagine you were the general. Like that's what I would use it for. Is if I was the general, right? Like yeah. you could actually like you know be hanging back. You know, if you can't get on the field, whatever the rules are, you know, pop it over, see where people are, see where people aren't, get on the radio. And I, I mean, that would be kind of neat. I think that would be that good would way to use. that would be almost too much of an advantage. You know, I've actually seen, switch I think it's Megfed system. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say switch teams halfway through, like if you were the recon specialist and then both teams are getting the advantage, maybe. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, um. I'd be terrified that some asshat's going to shoot my drone out of the sky. It, same here, man. I, I, if I'm flying at a paintball game outside of everyone I know and trust, it's going to be like 150 feet up right. where, you know, it's, it's like a speck in the sky at that point. I would be impressed. I'm not trying to challenge anybody here. <laughs> but, uh, I would be impressed if someone could hit it, you know, that easily. Some smart know, ass uh, the SAR-12 in the first strike round. Just like, I can fucking make that. But you know what, man? They've got, like, they've got the coverage on it that you crash it, and the first time it's like a $35, and they'll send you a whole new drone, and the second time you fuck it up, it's like $75. So wow. it's, uh, if it happens, it happens, right? Wow. Like, it's really not that bad. It's like Apple Care, but they call it, you know, DGI Care, whatever else. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we sell something like that at my store, except it's like $300, and it's just uh, two accidentals where you just come in and we give you a new one. Yeah. So. I was going to say, I think it's actually MagFed Society. They go through, and I know they put, like, the little graphics together about their games. By the way, that's my wife coming home from work. It may get very loud for a moment. <laughs> uh, Look, so the I views went up when the dog they... started barking. Yeah. And I don't need a doorbell, right? That's like, yeah. So I know that uh, this is Aaron walking in the door right now. Right. What do you need a doorbell for? Come on now. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Conrad, uh, lol, dog ass. <laughs> All right, I might have to disappear for one moment. Oh, he's got to go do husband duties. That's right. Uh, I'll leave the microphone on. No, I'm going to cover it. Don't don't leave the microphone on. Don't do that. That'd be bad. Uh, Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, we're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into, while he's away, we're going to get right into the topic. Uh, he was, we're all, all three of us here are, are well-versed in what happened. Uh, not what happened. What am I saying? Sorry. Uh, I'm tired and I have a cold. So, uh, we posted up a thing, we posted up a comment on Facebook, uh, two days ago. Was it two days? I think it was two days ago. Yeah, I think it was about two days ago. Uh, or yesterday, something. Anyways, point is. Long story short, I was talking to a friend who was talking to a friend. So this is a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, got drunk and started to ramble. Uh, drunk rambling usually means zero filter. So it means you can pretty much trust it. Now, it was opinion. And his opinion was that uh, he believed that MagFed paintball was declining. Or that we had, not so much that we were declining, but so, that we had peaked. And that we had nowhere else to go but down. So, uh, so I thought, you know what, I, I don't, I don't think it is. Uh, I'm not sure if we've peaked, but I, I, I don't think we're going to go down by any means. So I, I sent a, a, a comment out into the, the Facebook universe there and asking for people's opinions. And it was a mixed bag. It really was. Uh, we had some people who said that MagFed has been doing nothing but growing in their community. We've had people say that MagFed was doing nothing but declining. Uh, in their community. So, <laughs> I'm going to apologize if you guys hear like loud noises come from my microphone because my cat is pissed off that I'm not paying attention to it. <laughs> he's like, so and he's rummaging. like my wife. He's, he's rummaging through my studio just knocking shit over. Um, so, like I said, it was it was an absolute mixed bag. Some people, like they said, they, they thought there was an incline or uh, an increase. Some people thought there was a decrease. Uh, some people thought that it had plateaued and that it basically like had dug itself in to become a permanent fixture in the paintball world. Uh, similar to uh, pump and speedball, kind of like stock class, a new, a new form of stock class. Uh, so I want to know, I want people's comments. I want you guys, hold on. I want uh, anyone watching live, put your comments in there. I want to know what you guys think. This is open discussion, no wrong answer. Uh, I'm interested to see what is going on in your part of the world. Because here on the East Coast, we've noticed, um, at least for me, I I'm going to say for me, I'm going to say for me, that I've noticed that if I go to a MegFed event, uh, it's the same 90% of the, like 90% of the time, it's the same people. Or it's 90% yeah, of the group is the same people, I guess. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. But, uh, I feel like when I go to a Megfit only game, I can pretty much predict who's going to be there. Okay, I see what you mean. Like, there's not a lot of like new randoms showing up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can agree to that a little bit. Like, I'm actually on a more positive note. Like, I think that a lot of the issues that maybe we had locally, and we had a lot of comments telling us, you know, places are blowing up, you know, mm. a lot of the big games are record numbers blowing stuff out yep. of the water. And people are like, you know, what are you guys talking about? You guys are crazy. But it is true here locally, we have seen like a little decline in 2007 or 2007, 2017. Yeah. And, uh, and, but to be honest, I kind of feel like I could almost come up with an excuse for almost every one of the people in our community that hasn't <laughs> made it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, so many people were like, man, I just changed jobs and I like work Sundays now. And, you know, our community, you know, we get the biggest our MegFed community out here, you know, we're going to see 60, maybe 100 players like at maximum across 
two, three provinces right now. Like if we throw a game together that was pure MegFed and we got over 60 MegFed players, like that would be fucking stellar. Like that would be great. And, and that's good because out here there's only a couple hundred maybe paintballers total. So we actually make up a pretty high percentage. But when you start losing, say, like 10 players of that 60, it makes a pretty big difference. Like that's a huge amount of your playing. And you're right. We didn't get those new walk-on players and growth this year that, that we were looking for, I guess. And, and I think part of it stems in, at least for us locally, is we had the disadvantage of our prime event organizer and actually runner of the MagFed League basically taking a year of hiatus. And his team as well, you know, a 10, 15 player strong team really kind of became pretty scattered for the last two years. So for us, that's like a third, a quarter of our entire MagFed community. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, we can attribute some of the decline here to a few little things. I'm still super positive. Like, I think next year is going to be strong. But, uh, but yeah, there were definitely some declines for us out here, for sure. It's, yeah. it's undeniable. Yeah, I think I, it's tricky to assess, too, when we have a huge jump in numbers, then if we have a, a steady or a regular flow, it seems like a decline in comparison, right? That's yeah. true. So it's sort of like, like 2014 so and 15, but huge increases for our area. Huge. At a, a normal kind of flow of the years now, seems like a big decline by comparison right yeah and and people a lot of the people are like well they'll be like well you know take matters in your own hands run your own games and that's actually something we do already and, and one of the things instead of um you know while we're not big praisers of the grow the sport and you know all that you won't see us preaching that a lot but one of the ideas that we had was the profits from our event or the last event we ran actually just went to basically free passes to new rental players and so essentially yeah, they showed up to that game and yeah, out to the community. So it was it was a way of like a me taking any excess funds and just basically being like, here, here's a free pass for a rental marker and a bag of paint, like come back. And, and I mean that would mostly attract rentals more than say the MegFed community or you know the Hopper style players. But still, you know, it's a good way that we tried to kind of attack it from a growth side and still it was a it was just kind of a tough year for us out here. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, it's, I think it's part of the, it, sorry, Brad, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I was but just gonna say I'll I cut I, each I, other off all the time. <clears throat> it's terrible. Right. Uh, you know, the worst part is, is if we were in the same room, we'd still cut each other off. Oh yeah, I blame uh, it on being able to see your face. Well, you know what? It's either you see my face or they see my face, and uh, they need to see my face more than you need to see my face. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Jason? I don't know. We should take like a poll and be like, if Brad just had a static picture of his mask on, would yeah. He the viewers could finally see what we've been putting up with all these years. Anyways, the idea that there's like these big booms and then it whittled down and then a big boom and then it whittles down and back and forth. Um, I think, I think too, just on our neck of the woods, uh, people, people seem to underestimate how poor the maritimes are <laughs> yeah. like yeah, that's like it's it's hard in this part of the country part of north america to find steady work that pays enough that you can buy a between a four and six hundred dollar paintball marker and then buy a hundred and fifty dollars worth of mags like it's i don't know though because you see pockets of places like you know alberta where they're you know had very good economy, I guess maybe 2014, not so much, but, yeah. uh, 
but you don't see a strong like there's not a huge makefed community out in alberta or bc or at least not that you know is very common online or that i you know not true really, i haven't heard of a single makefed game hosted out there uh i actually thought skyline until was a makefed only game until we were talking to lou uh, a couple weeks ago and that's actually an open class game it just happens to have a lot of makefed guys in it by the sounds of it yeah so it, it's like you know money wise it, it makes a difference but i don't know i think i think i'm a numbers guy and i think that ron actually posted a great thing and it was the graph and you can't argue with that it's that it's showing you know it's it's uh a couple of people were like well what is this graph I've seen them before, and it's actually uh, Mark Hines, one of the local guys here, <laughs> was laughing, teasing him about it. But uh, the graph basically shows Google searches, right, yeah. and interest in certain areas. And I think he had it set for North America, if we could tell from the photo. And it's showing MegFed on a huge increase. We're talking, you know, up to the levels that what looks like paintball in general is being Googled as well. And if you look on the other side of it, the other side of the graph is that just jet paintball itself is on a huge downward trend. For um, for Google searches and relevance, which is pretty disappointing in some ways, a little scary. But uh, to see Magfed on the opposite rise, I think we're just taking off in our own branch. And I, I think straight up, it will be bigger than than Stock Class and Pump because it, it's such a different play style, and because of the Milsim aspect, kind of takes over in it versus where the other ones are still very speedball based. I don't know. I think Milsim will definitely split the gap between you know airsoft paintball and you know. The, the holy child of both in the middle. <laughs> the, the, the unholy <laughs> the holy child. Uh, yeah. So I'm just, I'm looking at that graph because I'm just, I'm curious about, uh, not that I don't believe that he, he didn't know what he was doing, but I'm just curious about, uh, when it comes to statistics, <clears throat> I've always been on the side that statistics is the best and the fastest way to cherry pick data. You know what, though, it's pretty hard. That's pretty wide data. That's saying like straight up, you know, Google searches across the board. I mean, that shows a sh pretty sheer amount of interest. And... Oh, absolutely. And I just, I just want to see it for myself um, because yeah. the graph I just pulled up doesn't look anything like the one that he had posted. See, because I've done some searches. I have uh, like a software that, uh, you know, can go a little deeper into YouTube videos and it'll show, you know, search terms and uh one of them was paintball and it actually showed the same graph that ron has posted there uh showing that you know the search amounts for that has gone down so i don't know maybe what parameters he's used but yeah it's you know it definitely has but the but it's actually not that unique and if you look at golf it's the same if you look at a lot of other like skiing it's the same yeah. snowboarding's the same these kind of like expensive hobbies took a dive when the economy crashed 10 years ago and really just never picked up their full steam again. Yeah, and... it's true. It's definitely an expensive sport. Uh, I'm done looking at that. That's nonsense. Um, not that not that statistics is nonsense. It's just that it's not working on my phone. Uh... <laughs> can I can I also blame can I can I blame millennials? <laughs> it's millennials ruined paintball. Uh... Yeah. Everybody just wants to tweet about it or, or stay inside, right? I mean, sports in general is on a huge decline. Like football in the U.S. is on a huge decline. Most yeah. sports are seeing declining rates of enrollment, and it's it's kind of surprising. I think, like, sad to say, but the, the couch potato generation may be rising. And, <laughs> yeah. And it, um, it's like it wouldn't actually surprise me if that had a long-term impact on, on sports. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, – now, take this for food for thought. Um 
I'm wondering if we're seeing because Guardian, you you you'd mentioned the idea that that it boomed and now it's settling, so it looks like a decline. Yeah, it's all about um, comparison. So I'm wondering if what we're seeing now is the actual trend of when Megvid Paintball suddenly became mainstream in the eyes of paintball. It'll never actually be mainstream and mainstream, but uh, when it became not this weird, crazy, wild thing in paintball, when it became like, okay, this is real, um, that everybody bought in because they're like, this is fucking cool. This is this is Call of Duty stuff right here. This is Battlefield, you know what I mean? And they bought yeah. in. But then I'm wondering how many fields still used like GI3 Star or garbage field paint. And so all these players bought all these markers. Suddenly your paint is popping in your mag like that. And now we're seeing mag-fed markers suddenly getting ditched because a lot of fields are not catering to the mag-fed player. They're not bringing in that heavier shell like New World or GI One Star. You know, like the really heavy, thick, almost right. people, would, people would consider a garbage shell, but it's actually perfect for mag-fed. Um, like a thick, heavy shell. And because it's because the speedballers, the guys who shoot a case of paint or two cases of paint are the ones complaining that, you know, their markers don't like the thick, heavy shell. So MagFed players are just going, all right, if I can't beat them, I'll join them. And we're seeing them move over into, say, pump or any another style of hopper play. Because you know I don't know, I think and, and I think maybe we're looking into it a little too much. I think that what's what a lot of the other comments were saying is that, look, in a lot of areas, this is taking off. And uh, maybe we are looking at it a little too narrow from our own lens here. I mean, we can see the numbers are showing huge increases. It's, you know, games are setting record numbers pretty much every year. You know, you look at Ontario and, uh, and like Honey Badger, you know, growing every year, right? Like the major MagFed events are up and up in numbers. And it's kind of why I'm, like I said at the start, like I'm still super optimistic. Like I think MagFed is going up and, and I think it has the potential to, you know, if if you know the numbers stay this way like we don't see that many open class events anymore drawing you know i mean there's still living legends in those but like the mag fed games are putting up solid numbers like prz games yeah, yeah. there's one or two that will reach seven eight hundred but when you've got mag fed games drawing 350 you know players plus right like that's on par with most of the games that are there uh, i could see us becoming not like i said not just a subset of paintball but like really being its own own class and uh, and I don't really think it takes much. I think you know it doesn't need people preaching about growing the sports and everything else. Yeah, it needs for sure. What everyone says, I actually back what you know Hector and some of those guys were saying that like just play, right? Like yeah. just play. Yeah, exactly. And, you and know, so it, uh, what was it? Oh, Guardian, you sent it to me. Where the hell did it go? He sent me. A, he sent me a, a picture of a really great comment. I want to read it out because it was it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, Jason's yeah. Uh, um, what are you looking for? on the notion of just play, us doing the whole vouchers thing. I was going to say it earlier, but the get interrupted me and I let him have that one. But um, when we're giving out the vouchers, we go over at the field, you know, we try to find a group of rentals. It's usually young, younger kids because, you know, we're trying to get them to come back in the sport. And usually a cost is a big factor for that, right? And as we start that conversation, like here's, you know, a few free passes, bring a buddy, bring a few buddies, come back. We want to see you out again. And search us out, come play with us. They start asking about our gear. They're like, oh, like, that thing's so cool. It looks like what I used on Call of Duty, right? So we're kind of, we're playing, we're doing what we like. We're continuing the paintball. 
and by association, we're planting those seeds for MagFed because they're seeing that's what we're all about, right? Yeah. So it's kind of role model impact, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the amount of times, again, I mean, every MagFed player's got this story of the kid coming up to them and wanting to hold it and shoot it. And, and yeah, if you, yeah. you know, simple way to just let them go, like yeah. I put a, my M17 in the hands of a kid who was, you know, no taller than it. You know, on the field, he came over to visit. He's a local kid. He was just to put a mask on, knew the owners, put a mask on, and came over just to watch, basically, and walking off the field, just see him staring at it. You put it in full auto. I mean, I barely shoot the thing in full auto myself. In fact, it should just, every marker should have a full auto mode for showing off, just so you can give it to a kid and be like, dump this bag. I can I see mean, it now. It was like, like, it was like on that. Yeah. exactly, right? Like, you know, so I'm a kid out of blast. I was like, you know, his buddy's there. You know, here, take a mag, do it. I mean, what does it cost? Paintballs, you know, five cents, right? Is it like a dollar? Yeah. You know, let them shoot it. Let them have some fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. In simple ways. You don't have to be out there preaching all the time or, you know, doing everything else. But I, I think. Uh, no, you, you've got, you hit the nail on the head, man. Play and just you let know, the players you know, the play. The one place where I'll disagree with like the, uh, a lot of the uh, commenters is that, you know, I think the just play is right. And I think to preach on what, uh, Guardian said about, you know, they come see our stuff and they think it looks cool. I think the fastest way to grow MagFed is to make it look cool. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? When yeah. people are, and, and that's, and what I disagree with these guys on is a, a lot of, there's so much hate for the e-celebrities or the YouTubers, or there was a comment, you know, blame the YouTuber or whatever else, like in capital letters. Yeah. And I'm like, to be honest, I was literally myself Googling to pick up an e-tech or a geo and i swear to god i came across alabaster slim's videos and i was like you know what this is what i always dreamed paintball would fucking be and i will straight up put my hand up and say alabaster slim got me to play Megabeth. and i've been playing for fucking three years uh, straight i go out every sunday right? and we travel to games as much as we can like yeah. you know i we go to games and i'm like is there a night game can we start like you know what i mean like let's let's play as much as humanly possible and uh and i just i kind of never got out of that addicted phase and yeah. so I don't under, I don't really understand the hate for YouTubers. Yeah, okay, the people who spam channels and are like, like and subscribe and and you know it's all about them. You know, it's the minutes of the videos a minute long and thirty seconds is their logo or them. You know, you know self congratulating themselves and stuff. Like I understand not liking that, but man, someone's putting about good action content. You know, yeah. yeah, okay, maybe they say you know tune in next time or something like that. Like. No harm, no foul, right? Like, you know, in chance they're People probably actually helping they're more joining. than ever know. Yeah, and that's exactly. that's what this message that uh, Guardian had sent me a picture of from a Jason Moore Miller. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It like seems like a legit dude. He says this. He says, want to see paintball on TV? You want to see the sport grow? Start watching on sources we can use now. Yeah. Go Sports, okay. Behind the Bunker, Lone Wolf Paintball, all broadcast live paintball. Go subscribe, share, and tune in. This is how you let the world know we're here. And all these YouTube pages, Nightmare PB, Paintball Ruined My Life, PB Nation, Maritime Wilson Podcast, Alabaster Slim, Hidden Hedgehog, Wolf's Den, Lone Wolf Paintball, Soulless Photography. Support our sports by supporting our ambassadors of our sport. This is how you personally can grow the sport effortlessly. Now, I don't... I will never take credit for make, for helping the sport grow with this podcast, but I will say that by showing your friends this stuff like if your friends aren't paintballers and they're like oh, i really don't want to go i don't want to get hurt or whatever be like bitch watch this video of alabaster slim you know right. like <laughs> he gets cranked in the chest three times from four feet away and just walks off the field like exactly you know, it's, right right uh, like it's you, you know, know so justin, like I... uh justin hinman he says the youtubers are why i started playing in general he says i played at a bachelor party 
had an iffy experience until I saw Slim and Hedgehog online and drove full nice. into this thing. Yeah. Perfect. Right? Like it's the one area where I'm like, and, and I do agree, you know, like they're, I hate the worst. The one thing I hate to see is like, I'm a member of what, like three mag fed groups probably total. And if I see like, bing, 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 you've got three notifications from one person because they just spam their video in every group that you're a member of. Like, yeah, I can understand that. No one wants content shoved down their throat. But like most of these guys like aren't sharing it themselves. Maybe they have a Facebook page that they put it out on. If you're not a part of the Facebook page, you're not going to see it. It's, it's like one of those, you know, I don't know. It's uh, like, you know, if you don't like it, just scroll past it. You know, like I, I, I just don't understand the hate and uh, or like how these guys are causing problems. You know, you might not like it. Fine. Don't watch. You know, that's OK. Yeah. I and, mean, if you don't uh, want to watch, I, I'll admit I'll be the first one to admit and uh, I don't. I don't think it's it's a bad trait by any means. But I cannot stand watching. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, sorry. I was going to be a little bit more broad. I was going to say I can't handle watching the first person uh, view. I just I I don't like it. Um, to each their own. Absolutely. Right? I, yeah. I, I would. I'm more of a third person kind of view kind of guy. I. I I understand that what they're doing takes time and effort, and I know the kind of work Nightmare puts into his videos. Um, yeah. But that, I just, I'm not a big fan of it, so I don't. I'll watch a little bit of it, but I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I don't watch Slims. I don't watch Nightmares. I'll watch a bit of uh, Ashley's of Hidden Hedgehogs, just because his is a little more cinematic. Yeah. Right. You know. Uh, so what kind of like you? I know that you play video games. What you play like Call of Duty, and you're into that kind of stuff, right? Uh, I used to be huge into Call of Duty, and then I got out of it. Uh, I'm huge into Battlefield, and I've just been playing the absolute piss out of PUBG. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous! Oh, it's mint, man. It's mint on Xbox. Ah, uh, mm, fantastic. Um, you need to get Blake on Xbox. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so oh, sorry, I want to go back through some of these comments. Some people put some really good stuff up, and and I'm starting to learn now. Facebook won't let me go farther back into the comments. Kind of pisses me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I have that sometimes too, where like I have to like close out and go back in on the live stream and try to like see. My I'm scared comments. if I close it, it'll end. The, it'll end the stream. Okay. <laughs> I find if I, if I pause the video, it lets you go through the comments easier. I don't know if that's for everyone, but that's. There yeah. We go, um, support. Yeah. Uh, Justin Hinman mentions though. He says he's he's noticing more ple- more Magfed players are arguing over whether they're hit or not. Seem to be moving away from the honorable self-refereeing community. It should be. Um, I don't know. I, Operation Endwar. Remember that? Remember all the hooting and hollering at Operation Endwar? Yeah, it was. That was pretty wild. That caught me off guard because, like, I'm used to. I have a video I actually wanted to post to you, and it's actually pretty funny. I'm in like um, PRZ, and we're in the buildings, and we're actually only playing like a hundred people at PRZ. And literally guys are shooting each other and then like laughing and telling each other like, great job. And then yeah. buddy's like congratulated. You know, they're saying like, what a great hit. I'm out. And buddy starts moving towards the hallway and I shoot him once in the chest. And first thing again, he's like, wow, man, I didn't see you like over the top. Congratulations. Crazy. And then I, you know, brag a little bit myself. I come around the corner and there's a dude on the staircase and I, he totally is looking out the window. I just lean over one shot, pop at him. I can see the break and I tuck back in and he looks back and he gives me like this weird look. And he's like, you know, that broke. Right. And I was like, Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to let you know. Nice shot. And continued on. What and I the was like, hell, this, man? Like, <laughs> right? Like, this is, this is and I like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to put it Canadians, Americans or, you know, whatever else, but like, 
in my experience, I have noticed that like there is a serious difference in the amount of yelling. Yeah, in but the, that, the couple that, games that could be chalked up to like the cultures, like individual players. Canadians are, in general, we're very quiet, like modest compared to like the Americans who are raised to be very <laughs> proud. You know what I mean? Uh, they will stand their ground on anything. Canadians, we we tend to be like, well, you know, maybe you got a point. <laughs> so i could I see, see it from both sides yeah. right i could see why the arguments would break out uh in the in, down in the states because they're they're intense but at the same time uh at operation Enwar, i watched two guys actually uh like for instance i me i was hot dehydrated sick and i almost tore a guy's head off yeah uh, i had to pull you back actually i remember i was i was like hesitating bringing that one up but yeah, yeah uh, we had a moment i lost i family. lost my shit I was not proud I, of it, but yeah, I straight up did the Canadian like, uh, you know what, guys, don't worry about it. We're a little upset. Everyone's good. You know, totally smoothed it over. And it was so funny. We got back to the parking lot and we all took our masks off. And it was the guys who were in the truck next to us who had been chatting to all uh, weekend. Yeah. The guys, and we literally pulled oh. our masks off. And we're like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, that was really shitty. Like, I can't believe everyone got so upset. Right. And uh, just like hugged it out basically and spent the rest of the weekend in harmony. But it was, uh, it was funny. You're right. It can't happen to anyone. <laughs> and both games we were at is in, were in California where it was hot as fuck. And oh, that can definitely break the tempers. But same thing, Dominion had a, a fight incident. I was actually just, it was like 10 minutes before lunch. I ran out of paint, was going off to get a quick refill in. And I might've got the timeline off around lunch. It was a break in the game. But uh, the refs were talking about calling the game early because like a physical confrontation was going on. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm hearing everything secondhand over the radio. So, you know, someone who knows better can correct me. But, uh, you know, it's something that just, again, caught me a little off guard. But overall, I think the Midkid community still got it. Like, you know, same thing. We're playing a game, 100 players at PRZ. We've played, you know, 350 players there. And even my own experience at Dominion, while people were yelling at each other a lot, I didn't see a single person wipe a hit. And I didn't ever actually see someone that I thought I hit that didn't call it. So, like, my experience was 100% on that event. Like, I saw yeah. nothing but honesty and sportsmanship. I just heard a lot of people yelling about it. And... <laughs> And, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just, you know, that's standard, but uh, I think that could even be field specific and group specific, right? But, uh, yeah, for sure, man. Maybe they're just allowed, allowed people. That's uh, right. That's right. You know, and <laughs> sorry, I'm just looking like Omar is just like beast coast. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I wasn't I proud of it. I apologized it. after I, after I lost my shit at the guy, like I lost it. And then afterwards I was like, damn, I turned into one of those people. <laughs> I saw Tim's comment. He said loudmouth gunslingers, but I totally thought it was going to say loudmouth gingers. So I was already <laughs> laughing before I read it. <laughs> Which is accurate in Brad's case back then. That's yeah. True. Yeah, I was I was rough, man. I was dehydrated like I we, we were literally running on like Red Bulls and pizza. <laughs> oh my God, it was and that was like uh I, we've already told the story, but that was like where they were like, we need a three-man, we have a small competition, three people versus three people. Run 500 meters and retrieve that object faster than the other team. We got like 300 yards there, and I'm like, I think I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just dying. Like, man, it was like 30-some degrees, like roasting. We're all dehydrated. Yeah, we have no sleep. We like flew in, basically went to our Airbnb at 2 in the morning, got up the field for 7, played all day, did the same thing the next day, and flew home like immediately after the game. We were done. But yeah. Was like, it yeah, I, oh, 
What's that? Yeah. Maybe just because yeah. it was like desert. It was like being in a... That's what I was coming well, here. That was the thing, right? Like, you, you full-on sprint, and then you're like huffing, you're like... Huh, huh, and then you're just breathing in copper. Like, like, that was it. Like, your mouth is just coated in this disgusting brown dust. Uh, that was a rough go. But... Um, sorry, I'm just looking... I'm still looking through comments and stuff. Uh, Conrad's his kids saw... Uh, kids say my A5 saw is an A10. Bert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim saying it's growing in El Paso. Uh, so that's good to hear, man. Uh, and I'm glad that it's breaking up. Like, oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm just glad that it's it's the the sport seems to be growing in other places. So maybe we just hit a bit of a yeah. stall. You know, I, I think it's a year off for stats from fields too. Yeah, uh, 2017 was a weird year. I think we had, without diving in any details, so we stay out of the politics, but there was some politics out here on the East Coast for the last year or two that we're kind of hoping finally got resolved, and it split the community kind of down the middle. And Absolutely. I think that had a factor in it, too. And it was all kind of, like, pointless. Like, yeah. I don't even know. And, uh, and you know, we do our best not to, you know, never talk about it and, and don't plan on it. And, uh, and I think the reason I only bring it up now because I think it's over. And, yeah. you know, we're actually seeing like we've got a game we're going over into another province to play and we're uh, just next week for some of the winter ball. And uh, super and stoked. I think that, mm. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're stoked for that game. And that kind of brings the crews together that, you know, kind of split apart for a little bit. So I think everyone's going to be one big happy family again. Yep. You know, yeah. the, we, the MML after taking a year off. You know, it was smaller numbers than the year before, but you take a year off, that's going to happen. And and we like we had a fantastic year of that. Like that was so amazing. much fun. So much fun. I like the format. You know, they did a great job running it. English Dave, fantastic. Yep. And uh, like I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah. Absolutely, refing. What a huge yeah. difference in refing from 2016 to 17 for that. So we're looking for like you know pushing up again, growing from you know getting back up into the 18s range again. I would hope. And, uh, you know, might be a bit ambitious, but, you know, we had eight teams before and I think we can easily do it again. And a lot of those teams had like six, seven people on a roster and yep. uh, it should not be hard to, you know, now that the format's down from five man to four man to, you know, get those numbers up for the games. And we're also looking to, I think the discussion is have some MML games back in New Brunswick again, which opens it up to players on a larger uh, geographic area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm honest. I'm really looking forward to uh, Meg Hill paintball opening up to, uh, to the tactical side of things. So they've got the field for it. They've got a small urban field built uh, and they are perfectly centered of the Maritimes. They're two hours from me. They're about two hours from you guys. Well, four hours from guardian, I think. Uh, like yeah. And <laughs> I think they're, what two three hours from PEI? <laughs> Excuse me. And those uh, are the three provinces. Yeah, unfortunately, Newfoundlanders don't usually make Newfoundland. I got to take a ferry. Uh, but we talked about this too. One thing I want to see is that what I would really like to see, even at Meg Hill, because you're right, it is the closest. Is that on top of the MML? Because I can't get enough competition paintball. Is I want to see and Meg Hill, if you're listening, challenge. I'm going to challenge you on this one. I want to see a two-day mega tournament. You know, maybe along the same lines of the MML, but it could just be a straight three-man or five-man or something like that. Yeah. But I want to see a two-day tournament where we can actually have teams that might venture out from Quebec, that might venture out from Ontario. You know, so that's what I'm working on. 
Excellent, because that, that's what I'd like to see. Because uh, hell, we drive our asses all the way out to Ontario, and all these guys, like we know, you know, Jake Cody, a lot of those teams out there, you know, they're interested. They like the format. They like the competition. Yeah. Alfred Baird's and, got uh, the uh, the two v two competition he's holding in February. And where's that one at? That's at uh, Stingers Indoor Field in Brockville. Yeah. Brockville, Ontario, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they they is it? Any of you guys want to go? <laughs> Where's Liam? Where's Nightmare? Where's, where's, my, where's my minute man? Isn't that where we're supposed to be? Assemble in a minute. Let's yeah. go. Let's and then, and then haul your ass to Ontario? Let's do it. All yeah. for that. In February. Someone, after wife introduced me to a flight attendant. <laughs> I told you there's 3,000 of them. They aren't hiding. They're not hiding. No, it's not that they're hiding. It's that they're usually between 20 and 30,000 feet high is the problem. Like they... <laughs> that's right hang around in an airport that's not sketchy airport hotel (laughs) that's not going to put you on a friggin list (laughs) you know go across the street airport hotel find out where the flight attendants hang out you know have a good time in the bar meet yourself a nice flight attendant i'm sorry that takes you i might get some flight what's that i'm just picturing absolute worst case scenario (laughs) like i don't know i'm not seriously um Sorry, more comments coming through. What's the fixation with tournaments? Tourneys is the gateway to... What is that? Fuck ball, hopper ball, paintball problems. Javis will tell you about competition, Megfed. It is the shit. <laughs> it is. I see, he's got that wrong. It's the shit as in it's awesome. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. It's like, honestly, I've played... I've been to all... I've been to Games California. I've been them in Milsims, big games, little games. Man, if, if you want to play... And actually be excited to play and find out who's going to win. Competition ball is the best. And if you want to be a sport, not a game, there's got to be winners and losers. Yep. I agree with there's got to be winners and losers for it to be a sport. And I can see what he means about not enough pro time is possible. So it's, you know, people can get on edge when it's more competitive in nature. And that's something that we just have to be mindful as a community. 100%. So for 100%. The, the Magfid League, we've always had, you know, dinners afterwards for teams to chill and talk about like oh this was an awesome match you did this you know helping each other making time for that and removing that tension that comes with a tournament yeah i am not competitive at all and i like to make fit league so much more because it brings a different caliber of play and it's quick intense matches there's no doll waiting around it's just and i love scenario games too but that's just so, intense like uh, the timers on it, yeah. there's nothing like it. Um, and with the MML format, like where we're not just playing, you know, three, four man elimination, you do have objectives. You do have flags to capture. It's the same every time. So it's a, a rep, like a replicatable yeah. format. But honestly, it, it's, it, it's where instead of playing, you know, it's like playing chess instead of checkers. There's a strategy. Like mm-hmm. we formulate plans before each round and the rounds where we win is when we execute the plan. And yeah, you try to do that with 50 guys in a scenario game and you got the dudes doing their own thing. And then, you know, some dude, like, it's just a fucking gong show. Like we've all tried to do those missions. You get five or six guys who are dedicated and do them. And the rest of the guys are doing their own thing. And it's, you know, it's tough. So if you want to play where you've got to work with teamwork, get things done. 
and you want to have that like that real adrenaline where you know each point matters like i i you know it's cheesy but i honestly think of the the al pacino speech where it's like it's a game of inches it really is like yeah. we're you know one step the wrong way one step too early you know whatever like you're out and, and you know we've had some not only is it you know great bragging rights and a great time but you know we've had some serious prizes like teams walking away with a brand new m17 for every single player on the team you know that we've had you know there's there's something on the line and and i guess i don't know everyone you know all of us talk about being an elite or operators or whatever you know stupid name you want to call it but you know sometimes you know maybe i'm too competitive but sometimes i want to know who's the best and and there were years where we were not the best and and it inspired me to work harder and improve my game how i had to try out for the team that is what hooked me more than anything is that you know like being like yeah i can come out here on sunday and you know have fun and you know whatever but if i want to actually you know i don't know for myself take it to that next enjoyment level it was you know here's a team and not just a team that hey yeah you want to play with us here's a patch like no we actually compete yeah. and if you we had an a it's, b uh, an a team and a b team and if you wanted to make the a team you had to not only be a talented player but be a well-rounded person we don't want the assholes we yeah. don't want the guys who are going to pick a fight after the game you're not on our team it's you know it, and it honestly and, it boils down to because one person there said uh it was it was it omar he says uh, mag fed is a wild animal don't cage it to a format so here's what my my response to this is with everyone saying like why do we want mag fed competitive why do we have competitive Call of Duty? Why do we have competitive Rainbow right. Six Siege? Why do we have competitive PUBG? They're games. You can play them for enjoyment, or if you want to like, take it to the next level and really test your skill, then you do competitive. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think competitive paintball, competitive MegFed, because uh, watch this. So, hold on. Two seconds. Hold that thought. I need to roll <laughs> something first, and then we're going to talk. So... Oh, right. Not great timing, though. <laughs> I'm just going to point it out. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm 45 minutes in, and I've realized that I've, I've not done what I need to do. Um, so hold that thought. Two seconds. Be right back. Ripple Industries, Canada's shop for tactical enthusiasts, pros, airsoft, and magfed paintball. Whether you're looking for your first, second, or third marker, looking for that one chest read to make you feel like a badass, or just for that last piece of missing kit, Ripple Industries has you covered with free shipping in Canada on orders over $99. Check them out today, rippleind.ca. Got a little pocket. Uh, so, oh. uh, yeah, I just totally cut you guys off. What do you think of that? Cool, right? We have commercials now. You're a douche. We've got commercials now. We're totally professional. The thing I was going to say was, and thank you for holding, um, was uh, that I think if you want the sport to grow, if you want... Like we're talking, this whole episode was talking about growing MegFed or the or or preventing the decline or the potential decline or the image of a decline. Anyways, you want to grow a sport, you want money into that, then you do competitive, right? Competitive is where the where you're gonna get the attention of people. Um, it's it's exciting, right? Like it's yeah. I don't know, you know, you, the you can sit for us at least as we play on like media. Exactly, you, you can you sit can on the sidelines and watch, right? And not at every field. It wasn't practical no. at every field. And that's the kind of nice thing that I like about it is that we're not caging it. We're not saying that you have to put a bunker here in this year's bunker. Yeah, no, w we're not, the, we're not saying this is the 2018 format. Now it's going to be a, a B. Like, you know, it, it's that, you know, these are, there's guidelines on the field size, you know, guidelines. 
and then you know basically there's a flag at each end and a flag in the middle and a center objective and uh and i just think that you know it's the same thing when everyone's like well let's get paintball in the olympics and this and that but the thing is is you need to have a standardized set of rules that can be replicated in other areas and and in the fact is is that if and if you don't and it's the same as the videos i just come back to the same thing you don't like it don't play it right it, it's not taking away from the scenario events if there's a scenario event in your scenario player and you think that's what Megped should be, then play that's scenario. What you do, right? 100%. Like, but, but if there are people who want to play, and then the same thing, like you said, I would never play competitive Call of Duty, maybe because I suck at it or, you know, whatever else. But there are that's people cool. who do, and that's for them, right? Like, yeah. you know, um, uh, we're getting anyone that we've had a taste of competitive Megfed has loved it. We haven't had someone play and be like, meh, yeah, that was okay. Everyone's been like, the, like the year over year growth for the start until the year hiatus was boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, players were not leaving. It became the highlight. It became the reason to make teams, the reason to improve your game and so, the reason to be dedicated. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, oh, sorry, my back is popping. So I have to readjust. Uh, and that, um, sorry, we're just getting some interesting com- comments that I, I want to address. What, where's he going? What do you say? Power cord. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My dogs pulled the cord out earlier. Professionalism. Professionalism. Uh, sorry, we're just... Um, we're, getting, we're getting interesting comments, and I just I want to address them. I don't, I don't want to ignore them. Um, yeah, I can't so, see them. So Javis, <laughs> Javis is... is He's saying that he's laughing a lot. He goes, cuts to commercial when talking about commercialization in MegFed. Um, <laughs> I think he may have misunderstood me. I'm all for the commercialization of MegFed. I, as far as I'm concerned, more money means more sport. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the basic no, way to put it. In a comment. No, you're not what he said. I get you. Like, and I see where he's coming from as well. Like, you know, you know me, I'm always like, let's, let's keep the, you know, I'm always like, let's keep the, you know, the advertiser stuff down to a minimum. And and I'm kind of against sponsorships in in most cases, because I want to be able to speak my mind. 100%. And don't want to, you know, if, if we've got a sponsor, someone else is a sponsor and it's like, you know, you can't take them for their face value. So I, you know, I try to avoid that. So I'm not huge on the commercialization. Like I, I you know, I get it. I see your point. You know, the money breeds a bigger game, I guess. It, it's but... not only that, but think like, um, I'm going to use Reaper as an example. So David Justin Reaper, he, he's the most commercialized paintball player that popped into my head. Agreed. Um, so... Yeah. The guy goes around, he meets with people all the time, he's talking to people all the time, and he's always showing off different fields and, and different players, right? Um, so he's got a bit of a following. You think he'd be able to do that without GI support? Do, do you think we would have had nearly as many people the first year of the MegFed League if we didn't have M17s supplied by Widowmaker? Now, I'm not saying huh? that the companies need to have total control, by no means should they ever have total and control. They had zero control, actually. Right. They, and, and in most part, it was just basically, and we had funds because people buy into these tournaments, so the prize pool is generated basically from the players. Right. And Milsig then goes over the top for us, right? So that was fantastic. Like, yeah. And it's, I don't know if we actually knew what the prizes were when we signed up, to be honest. Well, year two we did because they gave away year prizes in year yeah. one. So, yeah, okay. so year two. So that and was it contributes to your decision, absolutely. Definitely. Um, 
and the prizes this year are like we got i mean they're you know to be delivered but we you know we all basically for winning we all got um brand new pair of boots like something yeah, yeah. i desperately need right like so i don't know not, not, yeah. not that makes it up but i see what you mean you're right like with the m17 prizes it, it's like the the prize pool in a poker tournament right like right. guaranteed ten thousand dollars is going to draw essentially ten thousand yeah. dollars worth of yeah. players right because um, people see even so i get where you're coming from yeah so i i think there needs to be a level of commercialization if we hold ourselves back and and sort of tuck ourselves in this little corner and go no no no, nobody else is allowed like i'm only going to give you my money and you only give me your money we're only going to trade money between the two of us that means none of us ever actually make any money that means none of us ever expand now if you have an outside source an investor or a company who goes you're having a make fed event if i give you a thousand dollars towards whatever you want for your event, I want you to advertise my name. Are you going to have a better event? Fuck yeah, you are. I don't know, man. I don't think, like, uh, maybe I'm misunderstanding. What do you mean? Like, a company would go to us to be, like, at your MegFed event, be, like, promote, I don't know, Tim Hortons or some other shit? That, like, yeah, they, exactly I what I mean. That. So, no, see, okay. that's totally, I, I'm against that. I, I totally don't want that at Fields. I, I, like, you know, I don't think, like, following, looking at, you know, you say the NHL, and then you look at the European leagues where their jerseys are plastered in advertisements, like, fuck that. No, no, I, no, I don't no, want... no, I'm not saying like that. I'm something simple. Yeah. Like, you watch an NHL game, right? The but... sideboards. The sideboards have, have like, a, a, a single image. I'm not talking, like, full-on... No, I'm not talking NASCAR advertising. If we could get rid of those, I would, though, right? Like, I guess that's what I'm saying, is that... And the it's, money would be the there... What's the good anyway. that we can use that money for, though, Right. I improvements to the game though. like, improvements like look, to the field. Look, look, i you know what though i don't think that's necessary like i what do we found whenever we've run a game they all i mean unless you're you know you're expecting 100 people and 20 show up every game runs at a profit i mean i look at when i went down to dominion it was 85 dollars us what was it per operation inward for us like 90 dollars us yeah on, as your entry fee and now dominion they did some great shit like they did huge posters huge giveaways like tons of stuff, but they didn't need outside support. Like, I think that, you know, we can do this ourselves. Like we don't need, uh, I don't want, you know, extra, you know, sponsors but, in there, like sticking their nose in. Cause they don't give a shit about us. They don't care about paint. No, if but, companies are willing to put in the money into advertising though, as long as the bargain that we're working out, we're not, you know, bending over backwards. No, and I'm not saying team. we need to, what I'm saying is yeah. like, um, I hear what you're saying about don't, if, you know, lose sight of the sport in order to appease the sponsors. Right. But they got a budget for this anyway. Like, I'll take their fucking thousand bucks. Exactly. Put their I, I'm, I'm saying, okay, right. if if I was a sponsor and I went to you and I went, okay, I want you to fly my flags and I want my logo on all your posters. But that's it. You know, like that's basic. But that's what's the company? Like, like if they have nothing that I want or that I use or think contributes to paintball, fuck that. And maybe that's because I'm not strapped up for cash. Like, I mean, I'm not. No, but OK, but you know, OK, guy. so let's say, but, but let's like, say though, like, I, like maybe I just have, you know, I, like I've avoided sponsorships altogether. Yeah. But let's like, say, OK, we're going to use Tim Hortons as an, an extreme example. And, OK, and think about events rather than teams. So yeah. with an event, See, I'm talking event. Know. I'm not talking team sponsorships. I'm talking but advertising then, deals where what are we going to have? It's like, to, you know, welcome to Dominion three presented by Cal tire. Like, I mean, yeah. is that really where yeah. we want to so, go? No, but it doesn't have to be that not even there. Speedball's been on TV. They don't have advertisements on the bunkers. They don't have advertisements there. The people that sponsor pro paintball are paintball companies. And that I'm okay with. I, when yeah, but Nike and Under Armour are now getting into paintball. That's but, fine. 
if they have products that people use and yeah. they can enjoy the Megfit community and contribute, and I don't mean like they make a but shoe that at... some guy just said it would be good for paintball. No, I mean, you're, like, you're, I think it's... you're looking at it from you own the company. I'm talking if I own a company and I go to you and I'm going to go, I'm going to buy enough smoke grenades that you get to give two smoke grenades to every player that comes to your game. And all you have to do is fly some flags and put a logo on your poster. But now your well, event they... gets to advertise free smoke grenades to all players. Do you think you're going to okay. get more players? Absolutely. That, okay, I can see what you mean. There, you, certainly there is some benefit depending on how you work it. But I just think that, like, I don't know. It, like, that's an example. Yeah, who's going to say no to two free smoke grenades? But at the same time, you've got the logistic problem of 400 fucking smoke grenades going off in a day. <laughs> like, it's yeah, not I'm just, all, okay, you know, so then what if No, I know what you mean for an example. Right? But, like, it, but other than a disposable like that, you know, there's not much. I think that the fundraising can be done by the event organizers. We don't really need much else. I think it's one of the things that makes MegFed special is that we have, other than the few companies that actually produce or sell MegFed products, mm-hmm. we're fairly advertisement free. But we also, are. But I also know that a lot of our organizers, you can decide how to spend that money. Right. So maybe if they're going to give us a thousand bucks or whatever it is, just we're going to use Tim Hortons as an example again, then. Maybe I'm going to pocket that cash because I put the event on. You know, who's going to say no to an extra thousand bucks, right? To say, you know, hey, who doesn't like Tim Hortons during our speech or our giveaway or we throw some Tim's cards or I throw Tim Tim bits at you or whatever, right? But uh, we could also decide that, you know, we're going to put that thousand bucks in the prizes. We're going to put that towards our voucher program. But does that, I guess, unless... I mean, I see what you mean. The voucher program and markers for prize is okay. That does help grow. What about free paint? Would draw more people to the game. What if it's? I, if, can't, if, I mean, if, like, I get where you're coming from, but I just see it going like horribly wrong with like but that's, so much. That's why you you can keep control, right? You don't. If a sponsor comes in and goes, "I'm going to give you a thousand dollars, but I want total control," you go, "Nah, go fuck yourself." But if you yeah. get somebody else who comes in, selective, right? Right. Who goes, yeah. "I want a thousand dollars," and you go, "I think that's so far down on the list of priorities, like, though." Like that's it, still far down. Oh, go ahead. It, it's true, but being ready and willing to say no to an offer. So a lot of new teams, I'm talking about like managing a team, starting up your own team. And the big thing I say is just because a company is offering your sponsorship, make a decision about what are they offering you? And is it a balanced deal between what you're offering them or not? Yeah. And a lot of times it's something trivial and it, you know, it doesn't really make a difference. Badlands, but 10% discount code, just so you'll shop yeah. at Badlands, right? Like, you right. Know. yeah, but some of that, it gives them a sense of pride, like, Hey, I'm sponsorship and maybe it's going to make them work harder. So that's cool stuff, but you know, don't sell out for that 10%. Don't be like, you know, the only paint to use is GI paint. And I get ten percent. I have like, to see already, but that's like what I see I agree. already. And like, but if and, that's... and that and that bothers me, and I think that's why people don't like the YouTube guys because they're all sponsored by somebody, and they all just plug their shit. Yeah, and and, 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 and that's like... a problem with them, and that's a problem with any field that wants to do that. Um, it's the same problem you see it in every sport. Tiger Woods, he'll only tell you to use Nike, or Wood, anyways, before Nike kicked his ass out the door. Um, <laughs> you kind of see it everywhere in society, right? So you, you just know? have to be aware of people's bias. If yeah. you know, my buddy Nightmare is really happy with his products, and I use a lot of them, so I know that they're solid stuff. But it wouldn't make any sense for me to ask him, you know, or some a, a random player to ask him some feedback about a different brand. It's not something he's familiar with, and you know, he has specific obligations with that product. 
and he's done a lot of research to make that arrangement. He's happy with it. Um, some of these other people, they're just, you know, first offer they're getting, they're scooping it up, and they're just committing to it. It's like, it's a relationship of sorts, right? And they're kind of getting stuck in these relationships that are kind of, you know, not beneficial for them, right? And I think we need to... Uh, two seconds. I want to just say that Javis is saying, don't let this whole commercialization talk to staff this from the fact that America is coming to Operation Honey Badger and we're bringing the freedom. Um, <laughs> that was just, well, hey, I, that was the best yeah, comment. I enjoyed playing with you. I uh, teamed up with you guys for uh, UEC out there and I actually remember completing a couple missions. So I know these guys can play. And uh, what I'm most looking forward to, and I've talked about it so many times on the show, my favorite part about that event was the two months leading up to it was the shit talking. The shit talking in the Facebook group was the best I'd ever seen. And it made me think of like, you know, Muhammad Ali up there, like, you know, just talking trash to everybody else. And it's one of the things where we're saying, you know, Magfed lead, we try to keep it clean. But I kind of wish in our Magfed lead there was a little bit of trash talking because I fucking there, love it. There should be trash and, talking. God damn it. Right, you can't everyone's got to talking. be able to take like, exactly. If you can't but, take but you know trash what that talking, means, get it. What it means is something's got to be on the line. Because if you can't trash talk over, you know, if there's, you know, nothing on the line, if there's no winners and losers at the end of the day and everyone gets a participation trophy, then there's no, there's no, you know, competition. There's no point to being amped up and, and, you know, challenging your opponent like that. Right. So I, I'm happy to see these guys come up and I love to see them play in PRZ because it's, we've traveled the U S we played in, you know, different fields from outdoor yeah, fields. You're tired. You know, you're trying to come to us. Fields. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and you guys will like it. It's, I mean, it's fucking one of the best fields out there. That's for sure. I, PRZ? I I, we just need to work on the PRZ. Oh, fuck yeah. The only thing we need to do is work on them so we can fire first strikes everywhere at all times because I, they're I, first strike rules. And I know it's uh, going to be so hard because I they, think it's going to be borderline impossible, to be honest. I don't think you'll ever convince uh, the owner of PRZ. He is the most old school paintballer I've ever met. I know, like, but like they you should can... just leave it to the, the, you know, leave it to the event organizer, I think, to, you know, we're going to run a safe game. You know, we look at these games in the U.S. where they shoot like 500,000 first strikes in the course of the day and no one goes home shedding tears, right? Like yeah. it's uh, it, the, like, I mean, going back to another topic, we've spent a ton of shows on, you know, proofs in the pudding, right? Like first strikes are safe. So it's just it, like, I don't, I don't get it. So, but that's my one fault with PRZ. Other than that, the place is awesome. Reffing's awesome. Events are organized well. The field, not only is it off, like cool looking, it actually plays well. Like a lot of those fields that look really cool don't actually play that well. Yeah. This plays very well. PRZ and the numbers is, that we get for these make uh, games, like 300, 350 players, perfect. Yeah. 800 players on that field was a gong show. I think, gong. I think my favorite part, uh, about PRZ is the fact that everyone focuses so heavily on those buildings that they end up actually like, um, they, they end up, I forget the word I'm looking for. They stalemate. They end up stalemating at like, there's like three specific points in the building. I can draw on a map, but I can tell you exactly where the firefights are going to be. Hallway of death, um, is definitely one of them kitchen. in the kitchen and out behind the kitchen, like the loading bay. Yeah. Right. 
but if you go around the outside, I was going to say you can get around nobody, and like it's an actual field where you can absolutely. actually use the full field, right? And like really get behind somebody. It's not like the two teams charge meet at the fifty yard line, and maybe you push a couple bunkers forwards and a couple bu- like couple bunkers backwards. Like there's actual movement on the field. Yeah, and, and that's I was going to say everyone is so focused on those buildings. All you got to do is go far left, and you can skirt around everybody just like. Right, like, or if you're smart and you go through the windows, because so many people use the doors, nobody thinks to go just through the window. Like, there's no glass. Yeah, the other thing, high badger <laughs> this year, I'm going to throw it out there. One thing I hope they do is go back to the the two team format, the three team format, the team that kept starting in the middle all the time. Yeah, that's so a tough. If you had actually been here when Operation, when the guys from Operation High Badger were on the show, <laughs> no, you weren't on the call, dude. <laughs> Um, I, you were defrosting pipes, remember? Oh, that's always fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that they're getting rid of the three-team format. It's gone. That's good. So uh, that, it's. I know I was talking to some of the guys there, and they're like, "Yeah, it's been fun, but every time I go outside and I go to a bunker, someone shoots me from the front and the back at the same time." Yeah, and I guess that's what happens when you're pinned in the middle, right? So yeah, but P, uh, uh, the game last PB Panda ran into that, ran into that problem a lot. Yeah. When so. we had the three teams, was the other one similar to the mercenaries for uh, the Star Wars game? Could you like, did they rotate or uh, be hired, or they were just no? They the, 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 honestly, the problem with I think the biggest biggest problem with that game was that uh, because unfortunately, like, I'm not I'm not laying blame. I'm not saying that they should never do it again or anything like that. So don't take this the wrong way. Take this as constructive criticism if you're listening. Uh my experience was the generals did not pass down information. So oh, yeah. a lot of teams. I, could, I wouldn't have known what a mission was. Right. So because you don't know what the objectives are, what do you do? Go on a search and destroy mission. So then you end up just causing a stalemate in the middle. Where's the middle? It's in the kitchen. Where's the kitchen? That's the third team that they're stuck in the middle because both teams keep sandwiching them in because nobody's actually moving around trying to get these objectives. Uh, and that, that was like the biggest problem. Uh, yeah, I could see that. But that field has been run. Like when we went out there for Operation Fulcrum, that was the best scenario, like mission style games where missions were actually completable. A group of 10 people could get something done. It was a lot of fun, yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I think that's what we're going to see more for Honey Badger this year. There was only what, like 150, 175 people for Operation Fulcrum? It wasn't big. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, it was under 200 for sure. I would say, a lot of us were staging inside. Very true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It wasn't huge. But, but it's uh, October, don't forget as well. That yeah, no, that's October, yeah. It was so. it was a hard time of the year. Uh, Is that, that cutout of nightmare still there? Uh, I think What's it's that? still in the. Uh, I think it's still in the Chrono Station. Nice. <laughs> you know if what? It, I think if it hasn't melted, station, that place got hit with like a tornado numerous times. Uh, <laughs> I've been there since then, and I can confirm Brian is not in the Chrono Station anymore. All right. yeah. <laughs> well, that's where we left him. That's where we left yeah. him. Uh, that's what Raza Raza was uh, yeah he uh, dude Raza came through eh? came through with that with that cutout like like he was like yeah I'll I'll do a cutout I didn't think he'd actually do it that was cool you know it was a legit cutout Uh, he did a fantastic job Um, no but this year I want because they've changed the name like they actually they didn't they did an Operation Fulcrum and then they followed it up with like an Operation something else and then they didn't do one for a year or it was like changed dates or times or something like that so I'm hoping they get back in the schedule because two solid MagFed-only events at PRZ 
Oh, I mean, I'd take seven of them if we could, but two a year, <laughs> pretty good. And if we can draw like, you know, 300, 350 in the summertime, and then yeah, okay, as it hits wintertime, as Kusha said, yeah, we're going to see some numbers drop, uh, you know, 150, 175, mix it up a bit. When I played there with 100 players for an open class game, we actually had to shrink the field. They closed down one of the sides because it was like people were just like stumbling into enemy lines and just shooting everybody because no <laughs> like, no, the players were so sparse and they were like, OK. And it was great because that's how I managed to get behind a bunch of people and have a great day. That's but, awesome. Uh, but eventually they were like, OK, guys, we're going to close off this section. And I think you're going to run an event. And that's the number one thing. Balance the number of players with the size of the field. You don't want stalemates and you don't want people wandering around aimlessly, but finding that right balance is like the biggest key to a game because that's how missions become completable is being able to move around, right? Oh, look at that. We've been joined by our friend from across the pond. Hidden Hedgehog just showed up. Mr. Hey, buddy. Uh, it must be I'm awful late where he is. Aren't we, running, aren't we running over? Are we like at the hour mark? Yeah. I don't know. Do we really actually have an official end time? That's a better question. Um... So as long as people still want to listen to us ramble as we hey man do. the viewer numbers haven't dropped yet and, so, and just watch them just drop off now people are like shit they've been an hour exactly. closer like, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, this show has been like 12 different topics that's insane that's what I like man you just let it go it's, it's because we haven't actually talked in like three weeks so we just like yeah. this we had just like this build up of, of, of chatter and we're just like it's <laughs> just like verbally vomit uh everything to go back to a topic we touched on earlier i want to go back to the game we're going to uh some serious winter paintball going on uh, middle of january out there in new brunswick i know this we've played these games in the past in like genuinely like stereotypical four or five feet of snow uh i don't know if we're gonna have it this year i don't think we'll have that much this year but i remember two years ago brad you went into a dugout (laughs) foxhole and it was so deep you could not get out of it now you know it, it like it was there. Oh, and then it, last year it was instead of snow it was just pure ice brian filled his fail video with people just bailing on the ice constantly yeah that was really funny and, oh. uh, but so this game is uh i'm looking forward to it there's always a lot of fun out there and this is the trains car field and they've added one or two new train cars so i'm like full-on like 1920s fucking train cars and <laughs> uh, and man the thing that i love about that field too is that they're like, yeah, field limits 290, even if you're in the trains. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. all, it's, it's big boy Holy. paintball, they're, I guess. You know what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Like, they're, they're very, you know, yeah. They're very much they like, let, uh, it, it's, it's, I love it because the, the safety briefing is like, okay, uh, you know, field limit is 290. And, you know, uh, we have, we try to stick to it. And I like that they were used the word that like try and stick to a 10 foot mercy rule. You know, like they're like, they're not, they're not in. It's not set in stone. They're just like, don't be a force 10 foot is awful. When two people get within 10 feet of each other and they're just both out would be, I've heard games that have that. And yeah. It just sounds like the worst they're, thing. They're very the like, just try your best. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then it's with there the trains. Even a point. Uh, and they're just like, we have trains. If you go into the trains, it's going to hurt. Don't come crying to us. Like they're very like blunt about it. Like, yeah. you know, the, the first right. train game I went to actually said, not to do surrenders because it's just going to get too confusing. Just so it, just if you're going in the trains, expect you're going to get shot up close and the Corona was still the full amount. The only thing that I'm going to still wrap Atlantica or ORC's knuckles about is first strikes. They are not a very first strike friendly field for these events. You notice that? Like I'd winter ball. I would love to be playing first strikes this weekend because it's going to be fucking wet. 
yep. and the paintballs yep. are going to freeze and they're going to be brittle and they're going to get wet and swell. And I mean, anyone who's played in the snow knows that like your accuracy beyond 50 yards is going to be shit. Like it's, um, you're not both years. We resorted to snowballs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Which, snowballs can't when you run out of um, paint or you can't shoot your marker. They have the video. Snow... They have the video of that, of me, uh, of, of me like throwing snowballs at a guy while I'm trying to get to an objective, uh, which I can't wait to get hold of. Cause I want to show everybody at home, uh, the ridiculousness. Um, I have no idea what's going on in the comments. One guy says, long live airsoft, all hail likes and subscribers. Uh, Omar <laughs> says, don't forget to find, to fund my journey. Flanken is saying, go fund HH for your benefit. What the hell are these people talking about? It sounds like uh troll ops has found its way to the page. Probably. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I'm just trying, <laughs> like I, I'm all for the jokes. I just don't get it. Like, I think I missed, I probably missed a comment. Somewhere that like ties all of this together. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think I missed a comment somewhere there that I missed it. Anyways, uh, yeah, the winter game. If anyone is is, it's if you're interested. Here, let me toss up the poster. Uh, it's the Winter War series, Battle of the Bulge, January twenty seventh in Hillsborough, New Brunswick, at Atlantica Paintball. Um, this field. Uh, is doing three events so one in january one in february and then i think one in march so march is a little less winter a little more spring but uh february is cold as balls january hopefully we'll have some snow it all went away because it rained but we'll see uh <laughs> at the very least we're gonna power slide everywhere um <laughs> we, we, i'm gonna yeah the knee pads will be uh far far uh more important than anything so hopefully, uh, hopefully nobody breaks a leg. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping nobody comes out of that with a broken leg, but I can't wait to get some winter paintball in. Scratch that. Yeah. I can't wait to just get some freaking paintball in. Like, True that. We need an indoor field, man. I'm, we do. Like, man, I'm like so upset we don't have an indoor field. You find I think me. It There's like seven outdoor fields, and then December rolls around, and they all shutter the doors. And like I said, you got two, 300 paintballers who are just like, huh. I guess I just put my gear in the closet or right? drive over to the next province and play uh, one of those three we games. We used to have Reball here in Fredericton. Yeah, I've uh, never, I mean, I've never tried Reball. It, uh, the only marker that liked it were the Tipmans. Uh, <laughs> well, we used to have a really cool field just for special events, but it was this old bunker. It was pretty uh, neat. So jealous you guys. Shut up. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. So it was which, for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, Canada built a whole bunch of Cold War bunkers called the Deepin Bunkers. Or Deepin Actually, they were designed by a, na by a man named, with the last name Deepin. So they're called the Deepin Bunkers. Okay. Yeah, Deepin. that's why they called them those. And for a couple of years, they were just open for paintball. Not like every day they do events there, but it was sadly like the week I showed up at the paintball field, everyone was like, yeah, so we played at this bunker and they're never doing another game again. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Because it's funny because they talked about the game the first time they did the, the game in the bunker and I, I legitimately thought about quitting my job. Did they come out and make it? Yeah, Yeah, because it was being held. Like the, the day of the game was inventory, like when I worked for oh. Walmart. So inventorying a store with like $4 million worth of inventory is not an easy thing. So I was just like, can I have inventory off? And he's like, absolutely. And never come back. Like, like that was that was the mentality. Yeah, you don't come in for inventory, 
don't bother coming back. I was like, well, I could find a new job, but, <laughs> uh, but alas, it's I stayed. the first event that we went to as a team for MSOB and it was a lot of fun. That's sweet. Yeah. And actually some of the guys drove out from Ontario for that. There was a yeah. vice came out, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. His buddies yeah. and uh, Ed made it down. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Evan was, was down for that. I saw the photos from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, fellas, I think we're going to call it. All right. Uh, so before we go, I just want to, I want to throw this up every episode. Uh, oh, what the hell is that? Hopefully this works. Nope. Hmm. It's not working. Interesting. Uh, there we go. Um, the, uh, shout out to the Patreon supporters, Mary B, Sizzle, Sage H, Alex, Tony, uh, these guys are. We were talking about the commercialization and whatnot. These guys are the real MVPs. These are these are the players. These are the uh, the people, the players, the people who enjoy at least, or at least they act like they enjoy uh, what we're doing, and they want <laughs> to support us. They, right? they tune yeah. in every once in a while. Uh, so uh, my my heart filled thanks. Is that the yeah? Um, for for them backing us. Basically, they like what we're doing and they want to see us keep doing it. So. They're, they've tossed us a bit of money so we can keep the podcast going and uh we're working on that dollar value to get the uh or the, on that that money pit to get the some patches and some t-shirts and some stuff made um that's coming along so can't wait and i just i gotta i gotta throw their names up every episode because it's it's a huge uh yeah oh, huge yeah. Thing, absolutely right um so but that's it eh? i guess we ran through all our topics through all the time to- dude we had one topic we hit like 12 this is a that's, fantastic. That's a big this, ass topic. That's a big ass topic. It really was. That topic has going like, on in Megfed. That's pretty all encompassing. Yeah. Uh, what are we gonna do next week? <laughs> Try to we take a week to come up with that. Uh, yeah, we have to figure. I don't know. Somebody put something in the comments or send me a message. Let me know what you guys want us to talk about next week. Uh, I'm sure I'll you find a topic. Be a guest next week. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody want to be a guest? Yeah, absolutely. Topics? If you want to be a guest, get your opinion heard. Did we miss your your comments? Shoot us Let a us message. We'll bring, we'll bring somebody on. Yeah, I bring Guardian all the time. Like I can bring we anybody. We have on. very low standards. Very low. <laughs> that hurt me right in the feels. Whatever. Uh, yeah, if you want to come on, absolutely. I'll I'll bring anybody on. But if you turn out to be an asshole, I'm going to kick you off the show because I have that power. That's uh, why Tuna's other dog is never on the show. Right. That's he, right. He's yeah. an asshole. <laughs> so they're uh, Labradors. They couldn't be an asshole if they tried. Actually, he's, he's gotten old. He's like 12 now. Tactical Mafia, you missed the funny. show, man. Way to go. What's that? Uh, Tactical Mafia. He's like, man, missed the show. Well, we were here for a whole hour. And a little bit. This is a bit over. Yeah, so anyways. Next time here on the East Coast. Any need for a 41-year-old new guy? Absolutely, Tim. Shoot me a message. We're going to figure that out. That'd be kind of cool. Starting paintball at 40. Hmm. Interesting. Let's do that. That's what the we're going to do. same thing, just with more Tylenol. <laughs> the private school I used to play it, we'd play a lot of games, the old versus the young, just because there's a lot of guys and their kids. And nice. usually the young team was anyone who was below like 38, to be honest. So. <laughs> Fun. We uh, do have some old players out on our field. We yeah, but those old players awesome. kick our ass. Oh, yeah. Man. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And play with some of the most unique markers like uh, Pastor Dave or Karate Dave. He, uh, yeah. He's yeah. got a marker I've never even seen before. Like just 
crazy weird ones. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like, what's that, that classic image that goes around and it's like the four stages of paintball, like beginner, advanced expert beginner. And it's like a dude with goggles and a 98 and then like a dude in camouflage. And then it, like the next dude, one, the dude done up the nines with like the best gear. And then the experts like back to the dude with goggles and a 98. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah you stay yeah. in here long enough and you just get tired of all the bells and whistles, I guess. Yeah. Um, sure. Well, I'll be like going back and tracking down like M 17s and gen one T 15s in like 15 years. <laughs> when they're all like yeah. And being like, check out this guy it doesn't run anymore and i can't find parts for it but i can't play with any other marker and like cost me 300 dollars a year to maintain to find specifically made o-rings and shit but like i'm right. doing it i have to have know. the o-rings manufactured like <laughs> <laughs> um all right fellas for everyone who was sitting in the comments watching us thank you so much for hanging out anyone who's listening to this on whatever podcasting or streaming app you're using uh also thank you for that or if you download it thanks for that and if so you want to be on the show, shoot us a message. It's just that easy. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much it. It really is. It really is. So, Tuna, Guardian, thank you for coming on. Thanks for, for hanging out and actually making it on the show for, for once. And uh, that's it. So, keep an eye on the page. We're going to be, uh, I don't know, hopefully within the next month, we're going to have some exciting new stuff uh, to show off. <laughs> going to be like what, what what does everyone say big projects i got some big projects on that's like, big, big things yeah yeah big things, big things big in the projects. works big things are in the pipeline <laughs> it's in the pipeline uh anyways we're, we're working on a project and it's gonna we're hoping it'll be pretty cool so keep an eye on for that now that's it so until next Great. week everyone cheers <laughs>